My top four running backs in Dynasty Fantasy Football might not mirror everybody else's top four. And I don't care. Because all I really care about is you. And I don't want you following cookie cutter Dynasty Fantasy Football advice. Especially when it comes to RBs. Especially when it comes to the changing of the guard. Which you only hear... From this channel, I'm starting to get people DMing me clips and and screenshots of other channels starting to say, changing of the guards coming, changing of the guards coming. You heard that here. We coined that phrase and everybody bring it in. Is copying everything we do. Changing of the guard happened at quarterback already. Every single one of the top six, seven quarterbacks are all guys that are just getting on their horse and getting going you're looking at the top four running backs in fantasy football 2023 dynasty and beyond really these guys could all be argued in the top five for redraft because of that changing of the guard it's happening right now yeah christian mccaffrey derrick henry austin eckler they're all lingering in the top five six seven but make no mistake about it this year at the end of the year once we hit week 17 one if not two of Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, and Derrick Henry won't be in the top five, maybe not even in the top 10. That is the nature of fantasy football. It's the nature of the running back position. We're going to make this a four-part video series so each player gets their own video because I want to talk about each player to an extreme degree. The top four running backs 2023 dynasty. Number one, B. John Robinson. That video begins right now. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. You're looking at the man, the myth, the legend. My name is B. John Robinson. I like long walks on the beach. And, well, I also like scoring Bijan Robinson, the new running back one in fantasy football. A redraft dynasty doesn't matter. Smitty, how on earth can you say that this guy, Christian McCaffrey, isn't the number one running back in fantasy football, Smitty? He plays for the 49ers, Smitty. Almost every single one of you, including me, wrote Christian McCaffrey off as the number one overall player in fantasy football walking into last offseason before he was traded to the San Francisco 49ers. But keep in mind, we didn't write him off. And I'm not saying we didn't believe he could be a top five to 10 running back per start, but we didn't write him off because of talent. We didn't write him off because of situation. We wrote him off because he was an injury risk and none of us believed he was a safe bet to play 17 games ever again and now he's in a very potent offense a better situation but none of that will change the injury risk that he comes with just because he lands in san francisco might i remind people the most likely place to injure a running back or a quarterback just because he lands in a potent offense that that shouldn't mask or disguise the the injury risk that we all feared one year ago for 2022 now he walks into 2023 and he gets a pass he gets some sort of like he's gonna be healthy he'll be fine he takes care of his body i'm not saying Christian McCaffrey in redraft shouldn't be in anybody's two or three overall players, or he shouldn't be in anybody's at least their top two or three running backs. I'm not saying that. I'm saying when it comes down to, okay, we're weighing out who is better, Bijan or Christian McCaffrey, not just for Dynasty. We all know Bijan's the running back one in Dynasty, but for redraft, Bijan, McCaffrey, I am 
conducting the Bijan train. Every time I drop a graphic or a video on Instagram on this topic, like I posted this on Instagram, I said Jamar Chase number one, and then I dropped this graphic right next to it on a, on a on a carousel. Number two, JJ, and this is in PPR, and number three is Bijan Robinson. You ought to see the people's comments in there. Go look at them on my Instagram. You ought to read these comments. It's like, oh my God. Christian McCaffrey's not on this list as if that person didn't worry about him to the tune of he's not a number one overall player anymore walking into 2022 he goes to San Francisco granted it's a great place it's potent but that shouldn't change the one concern and fear factor that we have for Christian McCaffrey in 2023 that we had in 2022 that had him miss not only 2021 but 2020 two years in a row he was not an elite player because he couldn't stay on the field granted it wasn't an ACL tear but this is an injury risk walking into 2023 and when you compare him one-on-one versus Bijan again I'm not saying stay away from Christian McCaffrey entirely but when people are shocked and their jaw literally drops to the floor when I say Bijan's the number one running back in redraft 2023 I don't even understand how people are shocked about it I don't get how somebody doesn't at least go Smitty I disagree but I get what you're I get what you're doing here no, people are like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Or my favorite, I wish you played in my league. Most ridiculous comment ever. Or Smitty, did you not hear about this? Or Smitty, do you not think about this? Smitty, he's got the Atlanta Falcons. Bijan Robinson resides in the number one rushing attack in the National Football League between the tackles. When somebody says something like, but Smitty, he plays for the Falcons. Smitty, Ritter's his quarterback. This person... This poor individual doesn't know what they're talking about, and you can't blame them because they're they're hearing it over and over from other analysts they may trust or whatever. And so that's why I'm here. And when we look at Bijan Robinson's offense and we say to ourselves, they were first in attempts in the National Football League, the Falcons. When we look at the rushing yard category and we see that they're third in the NFL, only behind two teams that had running quarterbacks that ran the ball like like crazy you realize they're the number one rushing attack on the ground between the tackles in terms of rushing yards and attempts. They're fourth in yards per carry, 4.9, so you can't use the Atlanta Falcons offensive line. The line's fine. The line's actually good. Top 10 in uh, in touchdowns, top 10 in 20-plus yards, and number four in 40-plus yards. This is an absolute gem of a situation, and anybody that says that this offense won't actually improve from these amazing numbers, from being the number one between the tackles rushing team in the National Football League, if people don't think this team improves by Ritter having a full offseason as a starter under center by Bijan being inserted over Algier to make these numbers even better and by way of Kyle Pitts being on the field to stretch defenses and make it a lot easier job for Ritter to move the football outside of just giving it to Bijan Robinson and because Bijan's going to be in the slot moving around all over the field he's matchup proof how in the hell do you come in here and say something like, oh, but it's the Falcons. I don't know if I trust Ritter. I don't know if I trust the Falcons. I don't know if I trust what? You don't know if you trust glory? Look at the screen. Stop regurgitating what the other bad analyst says that you're following and start watching the fantasy football show 
only. There's no debate here. This is the number one dynasty running back in fantasy football. And there's no real debate here in redraft that he can't be in the top one to two running back conversation. If you want to have Christian McCaffrey over him, I understand it. I'm not mad at you. You're not taking a lap. I'm not going to scream at you. But when you come into this house right here and say that Bijan shouldn't be in the conversation, the conversation I just made you look silly if you're trying to argue against it. If you think you can come into this house and go, oh, yeah, CMC, I wish you play in my league and not get sent on a lap. You have another thing coming, son. But from a dynasty perspective, there is just no way that I believe there's even an arguable case for another RB to be ahead of B. John Robinson when you look at the numbers and you also look at the fact that he's got no holes in his game whatsoever. He's an amazing high character guy. He's humble as can be. He's hardworking and he runs in an offense that not only has done this on the field and looks this good on paper from last year, but Arthur Smith is an absolute running design architect master and he's going to they're already doing it move him all over the field Bijan robinson is going to be probably a 2000 yard total yard guy if not his rookie year he'll do that in his sophomore year and he will be just like i say jamar chase is the most likely wide receiver in the national football league to score 20 touchdowns if he ever does i'm not saying on the regular but if there's a a season or two coming in the next five or six years where a wide receiver does score 20 plus receiving touchdowns it will be jamar chase that does that i think the same thing here for Bijan, if there is a running back that will score over 20 touchdowns, maybe two times, let's say, in their career of the running backs currently in the NFL right now, it's this man. This man is the guy that is the most likely to score 20 plus touchdowns at least two times in his career. Would it be shocked if his second or third year he did it? This is Bijan Robinson, the number one overall player in Dynasty Fantasy Football if it's half PPR or standard if you play in standard. Your grandma doesn't even play in non-PPR. You should at least be doing 0.5. But in one point, PPR, I can understand going Jamar Chase. I can understand going JJ. And I can understand him being the number three overall player in that mindset. But he's also very, very arguable as the number one dynasty player in fantasy football 2023 and beyond. You Bijan Doubter out there, go get me a coffee. And if you think I'm going to give you this Bijan card back, once you circle back around and say, well, I'm not against Bijan, Smitty. I like Bijan. I just don't think over McCaffrey. Don't try and get back on this train and backpedal. I am permanently taking away every single one of your Bijan cards. You're no longer allowed to have a Bijan card if you're jaw dropped at all and you had some sort of adverse reaction to Christian McCaffrey being number two on my running back ranking list for 2023 redraft. I'm taking away your Bijan card and I will not give it back. Your Bijan card has been revoked. Okay, so Brees Hall, man, this guy is eight foot tall. I don't know if you heard, he's eight foot tall. Brees Hall is eight foot tall. He will always answer the mother freaking call. Don't let him fall. In the third, don't stall. Just give Batman the freaking football. He's Brees. He's Brees. He does a hull of a job. A hull of a job. A hull of a job. Brees Hall, please report to the moon. He does a hull of a job. Get Brees. 
So many people out there are just missing the boat on Brees Hall. So many people out there are just missing the boat on this one. Smitty, you never trust a running back coming off an ACL tear. That's just common sense. ACL tears are not all the same. You might want to throw some blanket analysis on it, Bob, because you just want to avoid all the risk. And why not just exclude every RB that has a recovering ACL situation? And that way you're not burned. I, myself... And all of my followers want to look at every single one of these situations in a compartmentalized fashion because guess what? Adrian Peterson wasn't an anomaly in terms of that nobody else can recover year one in amazing fashion. I'm not saying he's going to rush for 2,000 yards, but to suggest that only Adrian Peterson can have an elite comeback his first year back from an ACL tear. No, there are factors at play that make for a likely recovery to the tune that Adrian Peterson had, even if it's not the same amount of stats it's the same kind of uh efficiency production and, and burst that a player sometimes doesn't have like barkley didn't have like jk didn't have first of all it's readiness and preparedness this guy's out there running 23 miles per hour in practice yesterday Brees hall was clocked at 23 miles per hour at practice look at this beast of a man out there cutting and running and doing all the things he needs to do to get back onto the field in game shape running full speed i'm not saying he's cutting like he needs to cut right this very second but forward and backwards he is full go you can't run 23 miles per hour with a knee that is not even close to being fully recovered i know because i've torn my acl i've torn my mcl i've torn my lcl i've torn my patellar tendon off my kneecap i've torn meniscus i know a lot about knee injuries just personally but i've also been reporting on them for over 20 years and i'll put my knee knowledge and, and injury knowledge against anybody on the internet in terms of fantasy football content. And I'll tell you this right now, every single ACL tear is different. Every single ACL tear needs to be looked at in a separate light. On the back of this model, you can see in the middle of the knee, there is the ACL and the, the PCL. They cross each other. They're responsible for keeping this joint from sliding over the top or sliding off the back like it's falling off a shelf and it keeps the, the joint tight. And when you tear that ACL, you're severing the connection between your brain and your knee and it takes time to trust it. It takes time to communicate and you'll talk to ACL recovered players. And again, I tore mine. You will be walking and you'll try and get yourself to go left or go right and your knee won't even respond. You'll just keep walking straight. It takes time. I'm not saying Brees Hall is at that stage. I'm just saying there's a lot of trust in reestablishing communication and being quick and explosive and planting and doing all that. And if he's running 23 miles per hour, I can tell you that he's very, very far along on his cutting because your knee is so tender. The, the meniscus, the entire like looseness of the knee you can't go out and run 23 miles an hour if that thing isn't already tight and the quad muscles are strong and everything about it feels tight and secure. You can't go out there and run 23 miles per hour. He's not ready to cut, but right now, as of the recording of this video, it is July 21. August 21. He has until September, what? He has almost two months to get the cutting part down and to continue to work on that. Band work, more quad strength. The, the, the mental hurdles are really the biggest part of it. He has over two months to get to a point where 
Saquon Barkley didn't even sniff walking into his first year recovered. J.K. Dobbins and Barkley weren't even close to where Brees Hall is right now on July 21. When they walked into week one, their year recovered from an ACL tear. They weren't anywhere near where Brees Hall is on July 21. Readiness is number one, probably 80% of the formula for predicting an amazing first year back from an ACL tear. He's got that knocked out of the park unless he suffers a setback and you know I will adjust and adapt. I will not just dig my heels and I don't do that. If I was a man that dug my heels in, I would be all over Javante and Brees Hall recovering from their ACL tears, but I'm high on Brees Hall because he's way ahead of schedule and I'm pessimistic a little bit on Javante because I don't know that he's even close to the same recovery level as Hall, but that could change too. And I'll adjust and adapt if Javante gets back to a point where I feel like he's way ahead of schedule. There's such a big difference between Barkley's recovery and also the recovery of JK. Not to mention Barkley was going in the top five. Brees Hall's going in the third round. And being put on the PUP list means nothing. Two days ago, he was put on the PUP list and his value tanked into round three. And I couldn't be happier about it because that's a chess move by the team as they go through their roster and try and keep a few extra people on the roster, evaluate a few extra people. He's out doing this, running 23 miles an hour taking handoffs catching footballs while he's on the active pup this is footage of him the day after he was placed on the active pup so do you understand that the active pup doesn't mean anything it's a paperwork issue at this point it's a chess move for teams to look at different players and keep as many people on the roster as possible Brees hall is going to crush 1200 plus rushing yards in 2023 Brees hall is going to score well over 10 touchdowns and Brees hall is going to pull in 40 to 50 passes for 400 yards think Aaron Jones production because Aaron Rodgers will utilize this man to an extreme degree. Readiness, check. The second factor would be how young a player is. He couldn't be any younger in terms of tearing an ACL. He tore it in his rookie year. He's got the youth part on his side. He's got the readiness on his side. And the third factor is situation. Is he going to be facing a ton of eight-man fronts? Is he going to be fed just a bunch of between-the-tackle carries? No. He's got a spread out attack where Aaron Rodgers will be stretching the field. He'll have so much more room to navigate open spaces and planes than he ever did in 2022. So even if he had a little less explosiveness, Brees Hall in this offense with Aaron Rodgers stretching the field is going to be a better Brees Hall, even not at quite 100% in week one or two, but getting there by like week four or five. He'll be better this version of him in this offense than last year, fully healthy in that offense. That's how I feel about the three components involved in a in an early and very successful return from an ACL tear. Not to mention the defense is going to support the offense and the offense is going to support the defense. And this team's going to live in the red zone, meaning maybe he gets 10 or 11 carries in week number one, in week number two, but because the offense will live in the red zone he could walk out of the first two weeks with two or three touchdowns and and maybe being eased into it and the touchdowns completely save the day i love Brees hall he's a home run in round three and redraft he's my number two dynasty running back and i just don't see anybody but jameer gibbs and i love walker but I see nobody but Jameer Gibbs that even comes close to, to knocking Brees Hall off the, the number two running back slot, walking into 2023. Part two, Jameer Gibbs and Kenneth Walker dropping tomorrow. And the Fantasy Football Show Live begins right now.